We um, we just came back from seeing You Hurt My Feelings, which you good. Was, we loved it. It. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll really like it and enjoy it. It just it hits differently from us because for us because they're her and her husband are in a very similar stage of life as we are right. um, and stuff, but it's, it's great. It's quirky. Um, Did you like that other director's movie enough said with her and Gandolfini from Sopranos? Uh, loved that. We were just talking about that. I on loved that one. That, I mean, we just saw it the one time in the theater. We haven't watched it since, but we absolutely yeah. love that movie. I think love I have it on DVD. I love that movie. Oh yeah. Wow. It was in like a four pack with a couple other oh, like okay. irreverent movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, this was very, I mean, it, it felt, there are so many scenes where I was like, man, this feels like it's improvised cause it's so natural. It's so real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just, it was cool the way they, the way they did it, uh, kind of having three or four different stories going on and, and stuff. Okay. So it was, it was nice. Her husband's a therapist, so he see, we got to see several of his patients and oh, okay, um, junk like that. <laughs> Alan, not Alan, um, the 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 brother-in-law in Arrested Development is in it. To, uh, Hale Tobias Tobias, but I don't know Tobias. his real name. Yeah, he's he's in it, and just they're funny. So it's very I love quirky. him. He could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of slow moving quirkiness, but it was like, yeah, mm -hmm. this hits. This hits. <laughs> it was good. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't wait. And Julia is fantastic in it. So mm -hmm. it's that one and that new movie, Past Lives, that I want to watch. Like, I think that's those are the two movies I want to watch. Oh, with this Celine? Week. With Celine Dion? Past Lives? No, no. Past Lives. This is the one that's like, um, Korean childhood friends reconnect years later and kind of reminisce on like what could have been between them if she hadn't moved to America. Oh, man. everyone's saying it's like the best movie ever right now. I feel like I did see the trailer for that a long time ago. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see the, um, the one with the sisters that you talked about on the podcast that finally had been released? Um, where it's um, kind of Scott Pilgrimish. Um, not yet. The polite society. Yeah, yeah, polite society. No, I haven't. I think it was at my theater for like a week, and I wasn't yeah. able to see it. So I'm sure it'll be streaming soon. It's. I think it already is. I well, not on ah! streaming sites, but at least like VOD. Oh, I could rent it. Yeah. Right. Or uh, I don't know I if it's even it. rentable yet, but I did see. Wow. I mean, I think it's, you can watch it on demand. Right. Um, but who wants to do that? Yeah. Yeah, who wants to do that? So, anyway. Weird. Good stuff. I just showed Jay Booksmart last night, and he loved that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fine film. I should rewatch that. It's in my, one of my cues. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I just watched Juanita last night. It was in my queue. Was it good? I really enjoyed it. It was, All right. I was in kind of one of those, I kind of need a nice soft drama kind of movie. And it was, mm -hmm. it hit. 
it was that or a couple other, you know, more action-y, violent kind of movies. And I was mm -hmm. like, mm, I'm not feeling it. And I felt this <laughs> and it. I'm she kind of goes it. on a journey of self-discovery out west. And okay. it was, it, it was nice. It was adorable. Okay. So, Love that. I know. Um, we are talking about the bad guys. And yes. Are, are we ready to, to do this? I'm ready. You're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we will begin mm -hmm. right now talking about the bad guys. And this is our 15th episode. Is that crazy? Ooh, 15 episodes. That is crazy. Of Duking It Out. And um, mm -hmm. my name's Stacey Campbell. I'm one of the hosts. And my co-host is... Anna Campbell. Yep. And we're a daughter, daughter-dad duo. Daughter-dad duo. Dad-daughter duo. And yeah. what we do in this podcast, in case you don't know, is we talk about something from pop culture. Movie, book, TV show, whatever. And we do a deep dive on whatever we like to talk about, pop culture related. And then we will talk about what is coming up or that's making us excited. And then the other person gets to pick the new thing that we'll be talking about in the next episode. And uh, surprise the other co-host with that little bit of knowledge. And we'll go from there. But today we are talking about 2022's the bad guys which is an animated movie our first our first our first animated movie yeah yeah and this movie is based on a series of books and this is just i'm just going to give you the summary in case you have not watched this movie you can watch it on netflix right now but it is about um this group of notorious animal criminals who, in order to avoid prison, they pretend to seek being re rehabilitated only for their leader to realize that he genuinely wants to change his ways. And um, that's kind of where the movie begins. So, it's cute. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun animated movie. So let me ask you this, Hannah. Uh, yes. Two questions, big picture questions. What... Uh -huh. What was your overall assessment of the movie? And why did you start this movie a long time ago and watch a half hour of it and then give up on it? Go. <laughs> um, my overall assessment right now, it's I liked it a lot more um, this time. Maybe because I'm just less biased because I was just so annoyed by you loving it so much. Oh, when my goodness. You won't give BoJack Horseman a try, and your only reasoning as to why you won't watch BoJack Horseman is because it doesn't make sense why there are animals and humans in the same universe, and they never talk about it. It doesn't make sense. And yet, in this movie, it's the exact same thing. So, the first time I watched it, I was biased against it because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Because of you. It's your fault. Which is really. a dumb reason, 13-year-old Hannah. That was a dumb reason for you, 50-year-old <laughs> Stacy. Okay. Um. <laughs> but you finally but came I, to I your senses it. and... Oh, brother. I watched it. I liked it. Yeah, I just wasn't... 
like there weren't any surprises or anything like it none of the twists were twists because i it's very predictable i think but it's a kid's movie so it's fine and i really liked the animation and it's daniel pemberton doing the music so of course that's amazing yeah i love that man i oh know my goodness yeah he never yeah he never misses for some reason uh, so you 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 gave up on it the first time you tried watching it out of spite. Well, yeah, I think me. I think okay. something had just come up. I think something had come up, and I just had to turn it off, and then I never got back to it. Gotcha. I don't, <laughs> which is dumb. Um, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is about this movie, but it just hits for me on on so many different. It's because it's a heist. You yeah, love. I any think it is heist movie. I yeah. think that's some of it. That's a big part of it. Um, yes. We stumbled upon it. Um, well, it was we didn't see it in the theater. I saw it when it was on when it came out on Netflix, mm -hmm. and I had heard fantastic things about it. So I was like, ah, let's give this a try. And I think I was super surprised by it uh, because it does have that Ocean's Eleven sort of feel, where you've got a gang of criminals and they're pulling off these yeah. heists and stuff. But the music, like you said. By Daniel Daniel Pemberton, who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man mm -hmm. Across the Spider-Verse, and I mm -hmm. assume Spider-Man, let's all say it together, Beyond the Spider-Verse, which will be coming out next year. <laughs> uh, but he also did The Man from U.N.C.L.E., which is a great soundtrack. Yes. But it's just, Love yeah, it's just got a great, um, it's just got, it kind of has Spy that 50s, heist. 60s, yeah. Yeah. And re-listening re to the soundtrack to uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, there there mm -hmm. are many shades of, of oh, yeah. overlap between the two. There is just, I don't know if it's the rhythm oh, yeah. or the, I don't know, it just, it works so well. <laughs> um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I, I ate this up. I love the animation <laughs> style in it, like you said. Yeah, it's very cool. It's just kind of... Um, it's hard to even explain what it is. The it's very, it's similar to um, like Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus the Machines with like the combination of what it like flat illustrations and then the 3D cell animation almost. Yeah, it's but this, this one's like a little different than those two even. I think it's just more of the 3D animation than the flat kind of illustration yeah i think but it's i don't know the percentages are different than what we're used to with sony movies but yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to describe the look of it but it's not just a normal pixar or disney sort of traditional mm -hmm. oh either cell like shade the new puss in boots yeah it's kind of it's kind of got that feel to it it yeah. does kind of have that look to it so and it and when they're introducing a character, it, it really kind of goes into more of an anime style where it gives that character a title screen with their name flashing mm -hmm. up and and some of that stuff. So it's it's kind of got that cool factor. I, I remember watching it the first time and the first uh, 10 minutes, the first big car chase. Um, I was like, OK, I'm in. I, I am into this. <laughs> Just the the humor in it, the humor in it, the the, yeah. the goofiness of it and stuff, um, and then I I just loved it from 
from there on out. Mm -hmm. um, now, to go back to your reason for giving up on it originally because of my disdain for BoJack Horseman. I was biased against it, and that contributed to me turning it off. That wasn't the reason I had to turn it off. Right, okay. And in all <laughs> fairness, I knew you were going to throw this at me because in the movie, well, yeah. the bad... In the movie, The Bad Guys, there are a bunch of animal characters and there are also humans. Like mm -hmm. the police are, I think, are all humans. The police yeah. are all humans. Uh, but even some of the <laughs> some of the animal characters, like the 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 gang, the bad guys, um, mm -hmm. they are attempting to be good and they rescue a kitty. From a that's trapped mm -hmm. in a tree, and so even <laughs> even their pet is an animal, but the kitty can't talk, um, which is right. which is a weird thing. So, <laughs> so there are people, humans and animals, and um, I knew you were going to bring this up, and so I have started watching BoJack Horseman again because I knew you were going to bring this up and for whatever reason it still bothers me I don't know what, what it is part of it bothers you I don't know because BoJack Horseman <laughs> he is a horse yeah he's a washed up TV star but there's humans and his agent is a cat and there's human his roommate is a human and there's other animals and other people and stuff like that and Peanut butter, yeah. Miss, yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter's a dog, and I don't know what it is. Um, and maybe it's the animation style, because it's, you know, it's crude. You are so annoying. I oh, know. My I totally agree. How many you. episodes have you watched? One and a half. Okay, the first episode's awful. The pilot is, like, unwatchable. It's okay. I hate the pilot of that one. It's, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I like it because no. Will Arnett is in it, and I love what? his sense Love of humor and, and everything. Um, mm -hmm. But I was watching it and, and I like the, I like the show. I think I'll keep watching it. But for some reason mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this still bugs me in this show. And I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, why does it not bug me, bug me in the bad guys. And, and it kind of bugs me in this, that there's people. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, can't even give us an answer. I can't. I, the only wow. thing I could come up with is, Maybe it bugs me because of the animation style. And then I was thinking, yeah. okay, what other movies have both animals and humans in it? And I was thinking Zootopia, but I think that's all pe all animals. That's all animals, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Puss in Boots, that's... Puss in Boots has humans, but that's also like a fairy tale land. Yeah. So maybe it's, so that's that different. It's not realistic. Yeah, that's that doesn't... Yeah, so I don't know what it is. So a good comparison is the bad guys because it takes place in, you know, modern cities mm -hmm. and Bojack Horseman. But for some reason, it still bothers me in that. Not enough to not watch it because I'll keep watching it because I was intrigued by it. Um, whereas before, when I tried to watch it, I was like, oh, I cannot do this. This is ridiculous that there's animals and they're not even really referencing the animals. And I don't know. I, I oh, don't know. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that you're just coming clean about being um, biased. Well, I think... You just have no reasoning I, for it. I don't think it's biased. I think it's just inconsistent. 
and it's yes. just uh it's just uh that's a better word for it yeah it's just a gut feel that i don't know it's weird <laughs> um the bad guys has a lot of big names in it the main the main character wolf is voiced by sam rockwell you love sam rockwell i'm sort of indifferent love did he do okay for Even you after this he yeah. was a great voice actor in this i thought yeah i'm just not a huge fan of him i don't know did you like aquafina she was tarantula. No, I have never liked Aquafina. I know you've got a thing about her. She, well, there's a thing. It was like when, because she got famous on YouTube. So she right. would do a bunch of raps and she yeah. would use a black scent. Yeah, and she got all And so she was called out that. for that. Right. But she's never apologized. And she keeps using it. Which is another reason I don't want to see her rap in The Little Mermaid as Scuttle. I can't do it. I don't want to see it. And I just don't find her kind of humor funny. Like, I was okay. I was indifferent to her in Shang-Chi. Just because right. everything else drowned her out. But in this, I she started talking and I was like, oh, brother, I forgot it was Aquafina. She just kind of gets on my nerves. I don't hmm. know what it is about her. Well, it's all of that. That's what it is right. about her. But I think there's a difference between I'm putting on a black scent and this is this is how I speak because of where I grew up. And I think that's what she's fallen back on. She hasn't apologized because she's like, This is this is how I speak. I feel like that's what she said. But, but it's maybe not because like right. she doesn't talk like that in interviews or anything else. Like well, yeah. I think she's a great act like she's in that movie the farewell and i thought she did she oh. did a great job in that but that's just like a, i just don't like her comedy and her comedy always like is resting on her putting on a black scent like her in crazy rich asians that's kind of how she talked the whole time or um just her youtube and because she was rapping a lot in that so it just didn't uh, i yeah. don't know i just uh, I just watched Renfield a couple of nights ago. Last night? Last oh, night. Oh yeah, she's in that. And oh, gosh, she's, she's in, in that. that. And and I was I was impressed by her in that because mm -hmm. she wasn't I mean, the whole movie is a bit of a dark comedy. So she was a little bit comedic, but she wasn't like trying to be funny. She wasn't it wasn't a funny character. Yeah. She was a police a policewoman, a cop. Mm -hmm. And she just played it very straight and I was like she she does great when she does that. When yeah, I think I I think I'd be okay with seeing that, but yeah. I think just her and there's just a couple movies that I'm like I just ugh. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Um, I will but admit. I love... What? No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I love Snake and I love Mark. Is it Marin Moran? I, I think it's. Marin. I love him. Yeah, he's been he in. He cracks me up. He's been in several. I, I looked him up as well, and he's been in several other animated movies. Well, uh, that, and he has stand-up on HBO, and oh, they're really? so funny. Okay, because oh, I didn't know where he came so from. He's so funny. Okay. Oh, and he's oh, he's always, like, guest stars in random shows. Like, he was in um, Reservation Dogs, and I okay. loved him in that. And I think he's in uh, Spider-Verse. I think he's a character in that. Oh, is, is he just one of the Spider- or Spider-Men? Uh, I don't remember now. I, I feel like when oh. I looked it up and I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was in there. Craig Robinson is oh, okay. Shark, 
who is one of yeah. my favorite characters because <laughs> yeah. he is just the king of disguises. And I mean, he's a gigantic <laughs> shark walking around on land, dressing up in, as ridiculous things, but he fools everybody. That's <laughs> so dumb. And, um, and then the other character is Piranha, voiced by Anthony Ramos, who is... Uh, Ramos, yeah. My guy from In the Heights. Love him. Love that man. Yeah, but he did, like, there was a whole scandal with him getting caught on camera cheating on his fiance. So he's kind of in the shit right now. And he just came out with a, like, a song that he wrote talking about him getting caught. When did that, when did that happen? He got caught. It was, like, right after In the Heights came out. And because he's engaged to... Um. Oh, she was the original Peggy in Hamilton. That's how they met. Okay. And she was the one that like Hamilton sleeps with. I can't remember who, what that character is, but um. So that's how they met, and then they've been dating, and they got engaged since then. And then right after In the Heights came out, people recorded him, um. Like making out with some other girl, and then they broke up, and it was a whole thing like two years ago. During quarantine, that's what everyone was hyper focusing on. But I missed all that. I was all focused Obviously. on in the heights during <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> um, this this uh, movie is based on a series of children's books mm-hmm. called The Bad Guys, and I think there are twelve of them. No, there's ten of them wow. out right now. I think I have read six of them so far seven of them nice um because they're just fun and it takes about yeah. 15 minutes to read I, <laughs> once i once i realized that there was a there were a book series i was like what so i <laughs> decided i'm just gonna see what these are like and they're they're very fun it's it's really interesting because they uh, they changed the the character in the book is called legs not tarantula and so they changed okay. they changed its name and changed it from male to female, which I'm glad okay. they did because in the books there really aren't there's a couple female characters, but they yeah. added more for the movie, and it would have been weird if they would have, they would have had a female spider named Legs that would have felt weird even though that's yeah. okay, their that name in the in the book, um, yeah, and they don't even that character doesn't even come in until like book two or three, which is interesting yeah so there's it was fun watching it and going oh this is really different because they've really really made it the movie more complicated because Uh in the beginning of the first book wolf just is like hey we should be good we should be good guys and he convinces his crew that they're going to start doing good things and it's not all of this he's just faking it and then accidentally starts feeling good about being a good guy and they and really wanting to change and and all of that mm-hmm. change of heart so it, it really gives them a much more specific fully fleshed out uh, yeah. character arc which was yeah. like those are some great choices in that those are great cho- and I, w- I had a question for you about the books because in the movies it feels so well I guess now it feels so deliberate um because um, there are no guns. Like none of the cops have guns. 
none of the security guards have guns. They don't use guns. Right. And like any of the security, they're just like laser beams or whatever. But like, were there guns in the book? No. And it's, it's really, it's not as much of a heist. Um, series of books like the movie is mm-hmm. they they really captured that and expanded on it for the movie the books are really much they they go break all of these um guinea pigs out of this you know the gigantic guinea pig factory or whatever snake tries <laughs> to eat them and then they realize that the the person who had stolen all the guinea pigs was another guinea pig and so he gets mad at them. And then at the end of, I want to say like book three or something, um, they realize that this main guinea pig is actually an alien from space. <laughs> and then they have to go into space to stop him because he's going to try and destroy the earth. And, and <laughs> he goes up there, they go up there, they have a bunch of stuff that go on on there. And then at the end of, I want to say book six, he has a time machine and they accidentally get transported back 65 million years into the past. So, I mean, it's it's that kind of a right. Captain crazy. Underpants sort of craziness. Yeah. But it's more it's more comic bookish than even Captain Underpants. So I think it's it's targeted okay. like uh, probably uh, eight to 12 year olds, something along those lines. OK, yeah. Um, so, you know, lots of butts. Lots of farts, things like that in it. Of course, of course. So it's not as, it's, I mean, the police haven't even really come into play. The, um, mm-hmm. the female in the book or in the, in the movie, um, the, the red fox or whatever. Yeah. She's an, she's actually in the books. She's an FBI agent. She's like a spy and she has her okay. own gang of people doing stuff and um and but tiffany tuffett the news reporter is in every book and she opens up every book kind of recapping a little bit what's going on giving a news flash and then we get into the story so she's like the preface of each book so it was just funny (laughs) seeing the changes that they made Um, yeah and the little like threads that they put back into the yeah, it's it's Easter really eggs, interesting. I guess. Right. It is. Exactly. I think one of my favorite parts is right towards the beginning is when Mr. Wolf helps the old lady who's falling down the steps. I love that. And the music during that part. That's what makes it. Yeah. What him, what do you like, love about his it? Tail. Yeah, I the just tail love wagging. The, the tail wagging and then it's like cinephiles called it like the disneying of music so it like follows with the motion in i don't know yeah just the way that it went with his tail it was in him like being freaked out yeah by it he does a good (laughs) deed and his tail starts wagging and he has no idea he gets this overwhelming sense of joy and goodness and that's what (laughs) sets him off on this so it's that's that's such a good trigger for him to just on the good side <laughs> right uh you mentioned earlier that um just about how much you like the the um animation and um the guy who directed this uh pierre parafel it was his first mm-hmm. movie 
that he directed. I saw that too. I was like, yeah, wow, that's first, first movie it's a and good they debut. Yeah, definitely. And uh they were really trying to make it look like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That was an influence as well mm -hmm. as Ocean's 11, which is very clear because they even mentioned George Clooney two or three times. Uh, and Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. So the yes. very opening scene with Snake and Wolf sitting in a in a booth is a big, and they're just having a conversation for probably two or three minutes, I bet. Well, it's a they're long talking time. for a while, and it's like I saw on, I think it was just like a part of the trivia, and it was like, oh, the opening scene is two minutes and like 44 seconds, and it's the longest one shot in a DreamWorks movie. Wow. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, and it was an homage to Pulp Fiction, just to yeah. kind of give it that that feel of just sitting there, we're sitting here talking. So <laughs> that was that was that was fun. I thought. Um, yeah, I really like that. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you do you want to see more of them? I think the way that this ended, it was too well wrapped up. And now it feels like if they were to like make another movie, like a sequel or something, then it would just be them. Like, I don't know what kind of um, character arc they would get, or maybe they would focus on more on like Tarantula or they would focus more on shark and see if they're going through any kind of like identity crisis. But I don't know. I don't know if I would need another movie from them. I mean, it certainly, to me, it certainly felt like there was potential for more. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if necessarily you would need the specific arc of, are they going to be good or not? Or are they going to stay bad? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It could be more of, a, um, will they continue down this path or something? But... Uh, it had a budget of $70 million and it grossed $250 million worldwide, which was nice. a whole lot more than I thought. Um, I, d I didn't realize that it had made that much money. But a Bad Guys Christmas special is coming at the end of this oh. year. I know, and I'm oh, super excited my. about that. Of course you are. <laughs> and apparently a sequel is supposed to be coming in 2025. Um, so, okay. Yeah. And wow. I think just having... Having read all the literary adventures, uh. <laughs> um, um, I think there's plenty more that they can do just because the characters are so fun. And yeah. there's there's yeah. some there's some interesting stuff that they actually do with Snake in, mm -hmm. I think, the sixth book, seventh book, that was okay. very character-ish, that they could they could do some some fun things with that as well. Well, I, I don't even think, because we got so much of Wolf and Snake. So if it's just more Snake, I just don't know if I'd be as... I would want it to be focused on one of the other three that we didn't get a lot from. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like that would be the way to go Yeah, I for think, them. I think so, too. So we'll, we'll see. I'll keep you posted as I keep reading the books. Because I think there's supposed to be like two that come out this year. Even more so, or something. Oh my goodness! He's yeah. just popping these out. This is well, crazy. They're not that difficult. I mean, well, it's not I like guess. you're 
you're writing 500 pages in a novel or something. But he is illustrating it and 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 writing it and stuff. So anyway, um, I'm just looking up if why they weren't up for best animated picture. Because I was like, this is weird. But DreamWorks is always they put up Puss in Boots, so maybe they didn't want them to like be. I don't know if they can have more than one in there. I don't know. I think they. I think they could, but it'd probably you'd probably run the danger of splitting the vote. Yeah. And I and I think Puss in Boots, I think it just got more buzz. In because it was perfect. That's why it's a perfect movie. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I I mean, you're talking about the Puss in Boots that came out this year. Yeah. Like I right. was looking up because it was up for an Oscar, and I was seeing why the bad guys wasn't. Because that was for last year. Animated. Because that was last year. It came out in 2022, so it would be up for 2023 Oscar. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I know I'm right. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, Puss in Boots got a whole lot more attention and bigger box yeah. office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the I feel other like... Ones were- yeah, oh. I feel like the bad guys were it was it was pretty under the radar when it first came out. It kind of came, did its thing, and then got good reviews, but didn't make a big cultural splash. Splash, yeah, yeah, because I I'd never even heard of it. Um, I mean, I once when the trailers came out, I remember um, we were seeing something at the theater, and I remember telling my wife, your mom that oh that looks interesting and she said yeah it's based on a series of books and i was like what so i'd never even you know if you don't have little kids you don't you don't live in that world necessarily mm-hmm. um but i think it makes a great all family film because it's it's very yeah. fun it's exciting and, enough and it has like dumb kid jokes yeah other ones that like will fly over kids heads yeah right sharks dressing up in costumes who who doesn't like that <laughs> so ridiculous and over the top it was funny oh there's parts in the in the books where he dresses up as something and they're like shark we need you to go in this costume and like the next panel he's already in the costume and they're like how did you do that so fast and he was like what can i say i'm good and it just goes on (laughs) it's like yes it's so funny there is um, cause while I was watching this, there's this episode of, I know how this is going to sound, but there's an episode of Rick and Morty, which I know it's kind of, ugh, you know, now where it's, but it's so funny. Unfortunately, the show is hilarious and I can't stop watching it. Yeah. But, um, in, I think it was the season before last, there's an episode where it's, they're trying to do a heist and the whole time. It's just them creating a team. So they're like going out to all these people to like pitch them and they're making fun of heist movies, but they're doing the thing that heist movies <laughs> do. And that's right. the only thing that they're doing. And they never, it's just like twist after twist after twist. And then just like going back out and trying to find another team, trying to get another team. Oh, that's So funny. it makes fun of this type of movie. And that just made me laugh so hard. I had to rewatch the episode after I watched this movie. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> to make fun of it a little bit more, yeah. I love the heart that's in this movie. I think it has good heart stuff about friends and staying together. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I love the goofiness at the end where Wolf is literally a wolf in sheep's clothing where he's wearing a sheep onesie <laughs> with everybody else. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's... And they never mention it. They don't even say anything about it. They just... He's no. just dressed in a in sheep, like a sheep. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So anyway. So apparently we've got more bad guys coming. I highly recommend this movie if you have a Netflix account to mm-hmm. find it and watch it. Um any of your final thoughts? Yeah, it's a good movie. Like if just like a good animated family friendly movie to check out. Right. It's nothing your, crazy. Your roommate, David, loves um, animated flicks. Loves animated stuff. But when I watched it, they had to uh, they had to focus on packing. So they didn't even get to watch it with me. Unfortunately, I know. At some point, I'll show it to them because I'm yeah. sure they'll like it. I was wanting to see what they, what they thought of it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our assessment of the bad guys. And we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break and come back and talk about what is making us excited. And we are back with our next segment of the show, What is Making Us Excited Right Now. So, Hannah, please, you get to go first. What is making you excited right now? I am so excited because there's this show on HBO that came, I think it came out in 2021, called How To with John Wilson. And it's this very, like, monotone man who just documents his life, like, every day, 24 hours a day, he's recording. So he decided to make a show out of it, and it's, like, each episode is he's giving us advice on different subjects. Like, the first episode is how to make small talk, or how to put up scaffolding. Hmm. IMDb calls it an anxious New Yorker who attempts to give everyday advice while dealing with his own personal issues. So the whole thing is like he's recording something but he's like narrating over it to try and like keep meaning to it. But the way that he narrates is like if he messes up or like he stutters or if he has to cough or something, he just leaves it in. It is so funny. Uh I don't know if you would like it but it is so, it's the most random show I've ever seen. It's, he's very similar to um, Nathan Fielder. Okay. Who did the show, The Rehearsal, that's on HBO Max right now. Right. And he's like a producer on How To With John Wilson, which I found that out and I was like, of course he is. But the next season is coming out on July 28th. And I cannot wait it was up for an emmy for um outstanding writing for nonfiction program for his episode how to appreciate wine and just the way like halfway through an episode he'll like stop explaining what he's the advice he's trying to give right and make it into like some metaphor that has to do with his life or just like life in general i have no idea how to explain it and (laughs) it's just very random and the I've, way i don't know how he edits this show he has so much to go through i don't know how he does it wow i've i have heard of it and yeah um read read some stuff about it so but i haven't ever i don't think i've ever watched it 
or anything like it's, that. It's just great. It's just funny because he will, he just gets himself into situations of like asking people random questions and people are just weird and he just goes along with it. Like people will invite him back to their place and he'll just be like, yeah, I'll go back with you. And he just ends up in their bedroom and it's huh. so random. He's just hilarious in the I way that this, he writes the show. I thought this was the same guy who does this other show. I think it's on Max um, where uh, I can't think of the name of it, but he goes in to try to fix businesses that are struggling. That's the, okay. That's the same guy that does the rehearsal. That's okay. Nathan for you. Yeah, okay, yeah, so they, those yeah, two that's guys it. are the same. Okay, and, and I didn't um, care that much for that show. Other. Yeah, I didn't care that much for that show. I watched it. I, I watched a couple episodes and was like, "This feels kind of mean." Yeah, because he did Nathan for you for a few seasons. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't get into that one because I was like, "You're making it into a joke and like you're hurting these people." Right. But right. that's why the rehearsal. I've just been watching it with my boyfriend. The rehearsal just like the last couple nights. And I forgot how funny it is because he is really earnestly trying to help these people. And that's why it's different from his other show. Okay. And that's why it's better. Okay. That's but cool. John Wilson, how to a John Wilson. That's totally That different. is a different guy in a different show. Okay. <laughs> how to John Wilson. How to uh, a John Wilson. It comes out July 28th, but you can the newest, watch the first couple seasons. Yeah. The newest mm -hmm. season on Max. On Max. Gotcha. What's making you excited? Uh, what is making me excited is um, I started reading this book oh, a week or so ago by Sir Anthony Daniels, and he came mm -hmm. out with this book, I Am C-3PO, a few years ago. Oh. Um, and I've had it, and I was like, you know what? I have been wanting to read this, and it is fascinating. It is a great, <laughs> great read. I'm probably halfway through right now. And he writes so similarly to how he talks, mm -hmm. um, even as the voice of 3PO. It's a lot of it is just very, you know, short, clipped sentences, very crisp, <laughs> uh, very detailed. He'll find little specific things, but he, it's sort of, I mean, it's kind of his biography, autobiography, but especially his years as C3PO, and his whole thing is he's giving you an inside view from 3PO's perspective. And there's just some great things that I didn't know. Uh, like they almost did not use his voice for 3PO. They, oh, wow. They tested, I mean, Richard Dreyfus and every person mm -hmm. in the 70s imaginable to try to get a voice that would fit. And, you know, Anthony Daniels had to convince George Lucas <laughs> that his voice would work and Lucas finally gave in. He wasn't marketed as Anthony Daniels in the first film or in all the publicity in the first, it was just C-3PO. It was the robot. And, <laughs> and uh, so he was really hurt by that. And then things changed oh, okay, with yeah. Empire Strikes Back because he's, he's an actor. He's a thespian. Mm -hmm. And and everything. And he, you know, was trying to, um, you know, basically do mime with 3PO and for him to not ever be acknowledged or for um, Lucasfilm and 20th Century Fox for them not to acknowledge him and all of the Star Wars explosion. Right. was It just 
it belittled him. And so it, it's just been fascinating, but he's just got such a upbeat, um, positive view on life that just comes out. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's a really fun, fun read. So that's what's making me excited. I'm having a great time with Love that. that. Yeah, exactly. Very nice. So that's, that's a good read. Do we need to take a break? I don't think so, because it's not a surprise. Right. Last talk- call. Yeah. Last call for today. It is my pick, but like two weeks ago, I assigned us to watch the first season of the show Somebody Somewhere, which is also on Max. Which we're not being sponsored um, by Max, but you would think we are, and we should be. <laughs> so By how much we use it. Apparently. Um. <laughs> Um, so that is what we'll be talking about next time, which is somebody somewhere. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. Ten episodes. I think it's seven episodes. Seven episodes. Half hour episodes. Seven episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's a quick, quick watch. Um, Easy peasy. Yeah, and they were probably what halfway through as, as we record this. We're probably three quarters of the way through season two, that is being dropped. Weekly. I think it's done. Oh really? I think. It all came out. Like, it's all out right now. Oh. I haven't watched the... I've only watched half of it because a big thing happened and I was like, I can't keep watching until I talk about it. I haven't I haven't watched season two at all because I wanted all the episodes yeah. to drop so I didn't have to wait. Yeah. So... Well, but out. we're going to be talking on our next episode about mm-hmm. the first season. So... First season of Somebody Somewhere, which is our first TV show. I'm excited. Yes. I know. And I realized when I was thinking about this the other day, I was like, oh, crap. We haven't done a TV show, and I really wasn't taking notes at all while we were watching it. What? I know. I don't know what Dad. I was thinking. So I'm gonna. It's. I'm gonna be going in cold. You got to carry be a that fun episode. episode. You got to carry that episode. I'm gonna have a couple G and T's sitting here, and it's gonna be a blast. You're gonna be like, I don't think that happened. I'm gonna be like, huh? Look at your notes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, cool. that's that is what is happening next time. Somebody somewhere, and that'll be a <laughs> that'll be a fun conversation because, like like we said, it's it's our first TV show, and half of us took notes on unprepared. It. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. 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 Very exciting. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Talk about the bad guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe, share it with your friends, your family, your relatives. And we would love to hear from you. So you can always email us at dukingitout at gmail.com. And yes. um, we would love that. So <laughs> I guess that was it. So otherwise, <laughs> we're done. That's it. All right. So thanks, thanks for, for tuning in. Here. And yeah. we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.